It is Sunday, May 10th, 2020. This is U62 the Targ. Let's do it. As we say in the radio business, if you put that on the radio, people will listen to it. All right, here it comes. Anyone who isn't dead or from another plane of existence would do well to cover their ears right about now. Why, what a little tiny microchip deep inside some electronics. Broadcasting to the world through the miracle of the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, this is U62, the TAR. Now your host, a man with a lifelong dream of getting paid to do this, Mark Pappas. On this week's show, we're recapping the latest Star Wars news. We're talking about Disney vlogs, sci-fi and the streaming report, and talking about going for a walk. It's episode 10.04, My New Shoes. So sit back, relax, grab yourself some warm root beer and a towel that's oh so fluffy. You 62 the targ. You're in for something special. Enjoy the show. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Mark Cap is here and welcome to this week's episode of the Targ. Here you thought I was all done rambling about Star Wars because I had the Star Wars rambles last week. Well, now that Star Wars Day is officially in the books, we did have some new Star Wars Day news come out of it. As always, they had some big announcements about some of the new upcoming Star Wars films. The big one... Taika Waititi will be co-writing and directing a new Star Wars film. Of course, people loved what he did with the Marvel Universe as the writer and director of Thor Ragnarok. He won an Oscar for writing Jojo Rabbit, in which he also directed and played Hitler. So I know because of the whole Thor Ragnarok thing, uh, people are worried that his Star Wars movie is going to be, oh, too much of a wacky comedy for Star Wars. But as you'll recall, I said he is co-writing this new Star Wars film. He will be writing it alongside Christy Wilson Cairns, who was Oscar nominated for writing the World War I epic 1917. I heard a lot of good things about 1917, so I might have to find it online here and watch it and check it out. So yeah, I like Thor Ragnarok. I think Taika Waititi is a pretty groovy dude, so I am looking forward to his Star Wars movie. No word yet on when that's going to be hitting theaters. Uh, the other big Star Wars news we got was that we're getting yet another Star Wars TV show for Disney+. Plus. Uh, this one is going to be created by Leslie Headland. Uh, she did the Netflix show Russian Doll about a woman trapped in a time loop. I've heard a lot of good things about Russian Doll, so I might definitely go back and check it out now that Leslie Headland will be going on to do a Star Wars series. Let's not forget, this is the fourth Star Wars series that's going to be coming to Disney+. Plus. Mandalorian's already going, and we're going to be getting Season 2 later this year. We got the Rogue One series in development, which will be all about the rebel spy Cassian Andor, we got the Obi-Wan series in development, and now we got this Leslie Headland show, and we know nothing about it just yet. So yeah, kind of what I said about Star Wars last week, there's so much coming down the pike, there's still a lot of new stuff out there, there's got to be something out there for everyone, so let's just enjoy this embarrassment of riches. You're listening to Mark Kappas. It's clear to all of you that I am awesome. On U62, The Targ. 
So as this COVID quarantine continues, I've been watching a lot of Disneyland vlogs. You know, there's a lot of obsessive fans out there for like Star Wars and Star Trek and everything, but Disney fans are on a whole other level. I used to listen to some Disney podcasts, but you know, when I listened to one that was nothing but three hours of nerding out about the new lighting rig on Space Mountain, I was like, "Uh, okay, this is too nerdy even for me. So yeah, this one vlog I got suckered into. Did you know that down at Walt Disney World there are more than 200 restaurants? I'm watching a foodie blog that reviews them all. And all I do is watch that and dream of going on my Disneyland vacation someday. Because again, tying back into the Star Wars thing earlier, they got Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, the Star Wars Land, which is now at Disney World and Disneyland. Back in January, they finally opened up the second ride, Rise of the Resistance. Described by many as Pirates of the Caribbean in the Star Wars universe, where you're captured by the First Order and then you're taken out in this special ride vehicle where you navigate through a Star Wars battle as you're rescued by the Resistance and it looks like a whole bunch of fun. There's even these ride videos now on YouTube. People, of course, take their GoPros with them through the Disneyland rides. A lot of them are pretty high quality, so you can watch them and, you know, pretend like you're there. So I've been doing a lot of that lately, as I imagine going to Disney World someday. I definitely probably won't be going until next year. Well, of course, the obvious thing, because it's still closed because of COVID-19. But next year is also when they were going to be opening up their Marvel Land. It's going to be called the Avengers Campus. You'll be able to meet Spider-Man. I've heard some rumors about a Black Panther ride will you will where excuse me where you will be going through the vibranium mines of Wakanda it sounds like it's going to be really really awesome but gonna want to wait for that to open up first I tell you it's really weird this is one of those internet rabbit holes I fell down one night because way back in the long ago time of the 1990s Marvel actually sold the theme park rights to their characters to Universal Studios. So just reading about the legal trickery that Disney has to do in order to land a Marvel land at their theme parks has been quite the thing. You can tell this is America because there are actual legal terms like east of the Mississippi. So essentially how it works is Universal Studios in Florida, that's east of the Mississippi, so that's where they can build. But Disney has west of the Mississippi, so that's why Disney's Marvel Land is only going to be at Disneyland in California in the States. I could go on, but then this would turn into one of those three-hour Disneyland podcasts that I told you about before. And if those bored me, I'm sure these three minutes here have bored you already. Everything's better with Mark Chappis. Crime has gone down, productivity is up, and ratings for Doctor Who are through the roof. Mark Chappis on U62, The Targ. Now it's time for the streaming report where I update you on what I've been binging these days. Uh, When this whole quarantine and COVID thing started, a friend of mine talked me into a science fiction triple bill. I sat down and I watched Ex Machina. Annihilation and Arrival all in one weekend. They're three of my friend's favorite films, and you know, I've been wanting to watch them as well. Kind of wish I hadn't been Googling them over the past few years because I already saw all the big plot twists coming. But they were all really, really good. They were all like 1970s sci-fi. Well, 1970s sci-fi before Star Wars came along, when it was more about the big ideas and less about the spaceships and the laser swords and all that. 
So the first one was Ex Machina. Dude goes to the remote compound of this tech billionaire. Uh, he has built a fully functional female android. And basically, the dude has to figure out if she is alive or not that one really gets into your mind starts playing with you and perceptions as to what's real and what's not some really really great stuff and an ending that i'm still debating about what it means and everything uh, then there's annihilation from the same guy who brought us ex machina there's been this mysterious alien thing that landed down the florida everglades and everyone who goes into it comes back changed so of course natalie portman is part of the latest expedition who goes in there we get some great david cronenberg body horror type stuff as we start seeing things mutate and people become something else again it is really really good and then the final one was arrival uh not from the same guy who did ex machina and annihilation now this was from the guy who then went on to do um blade runner 2049 was it whatever i haven't seen it yet never cared for the first blade runner so it's not really high on my list of films to check out but again that was really really good again more about the ideas and it starts getting into time travel stuff again my only complaint about that was because i have been googling it for the past few years so i could keep my head in a conversation with a bunch of my sci-fi loving friends i already knew all the big plot twists so eh, it was <laughs> would have been better if i didn't know the big plot twist that's for sure so yeah, those are the movies I watched, and then last night, I finally started something I've been putting off for a long time. I finally sat down to start watching Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, when Battlestar Galactica was the hottest sci-fi show 15 years ago, I actually completely missed it. I was stuck in small towns with crappy cable companies, so I couldn't watch it on space, and of course also had crappy internet, so I couldn't pirate it. So I completely missed Battlestar Galactica in its initial run. So last night I finally watched the miniseries, which kicked off the whole things. Now I'm off into the four seasons of the show, so I'll probably tell you a little more about that after I've watched the entire series. And you know, after watching that miniseries last night, I finally figured out where So Say We All came from so nice to finally be brought up to speed on some of these references and that's the streaming report mark kappas lord of the overworld master of the 12 galaxies where do you pick that stuff up i never see you read mark kappas it's like he channels dead crazy people u62 the dark think it's a cry for help
Casey Musgraves here on U62 The Tar. Good afternoon, Mark Campus here. Still nursing my poor injured foot. My foot is killing me. Uh, with all this lockdown COVID thing still going on, I still manage to get out every day for a nice long walk, get my steps in, get my cardio up, and my feet are absolutely killing me. Uh, usually when this happens, when I'm out for my walk, it means it's time to get a new pair of shoes because since I do love walking so much, I tend to burn through a pair of shoes pretty quick. So it's been acting up for about a week now, but I did break self-isolation to go hit up Walmart and I got myself some new shoes. And so I just got to take her easy and enjoy my new shoes and eventually the pain will go away as I have learned from prior experience. Man, oh man, I love putting on a new pair of shoes, you know. They're still so soft and cushiony and your feet just kind of sink right in them. They're so lovely and soft. Even before I started walking a lot to get my steps up and try and lose a little weight, I loved going for a walk, just putting on my headphones, listening to some music or a podcast and just getting out there and going. I think it has a lot to do with the fact that my very first paying job was I was a paper boy back when that was still a thing. I would be up every morning at 6 a.m. I'd put on my Walkman. I would go out there and deliver papers all across the town of Entwistle. I would get back to home about 7 o'clock, have breakfast, and then go off to school. So yeah, that's probably where my love of walking began. I do hope someday, though, I'll be able to go back to hiking, because, again, when I was a kid, we'd go on some lovely vacations in Jasper National Park and do some of the lovely little hikes all throughout Jasper. I remember this one called Valley of the Five Lakes. It's exactly what it says. It's a small valley with five lakes in it. If I remember right, it's a 5K hike, and you kind of go walking around each and every lake. It's a 5K hike, and according to my step counter, most of the walks I take are 7K, so I think I can do it a whole lot easier now. So I've got some goals for when the whole COVID thing blows over and we can go outside and go on vacation once again. Anyway, I'm about rambled out. That's all I want to say, so I think I'll wrap this up. Again, thanks to everybody who listens. Uh, you can find this podcast on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts and, of course, on my personal website, chaosinabox.com. So thanks for tuning in and thanks for listening. I'm Mark Kappas. This has been the Targ. I will see you next week. And this brings us to the end of another exciting episode of the Targ. Don't forget you can download a new episode of the Targ every week at chaosinabox.com. The Targ is written and produced by Mark Kappas under the watchful eye of 42 Star Wars action figures. The Targ is a Chaos in a Box production. Well, that was pointless. Yeah.